Hello. Why do you look like the Grim Reaper? Dude, I'm feeling spooky today. How are you doing? Spooky, spooky. It's spooky season. I'm so stoked. Yeah. um, (laughs) We're pretty much like heading into the heart of spooky season at the time this comes out. Oh, deep. Super deep in spooky season. The 22nd, we will have been gone and back by the time this comes out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Um, I have... (laughs) had this fucking song in my head all morning all morning i've been singing this song so the only way to remedy that is to talk about it play the fuck out of it yeah play the fuck out of it yeah we're gonna talk about it we're gonna play the fuck out of it um is this the first kickoff of jimmy because after this we have the character analysis well we had jagero type that's right frogs and frogs holy shit it's a whole month of jimmy Yeah, daguerreotype frogs, devil of the desert, and then Mr. Angelov, and then a special hauntings <gasps> episode. And guess what? We totally forgot about. We have another MSR episode coming out <gasps> this within the next couple weeks. Well, yeah, 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 the fifth one, right? Yeah. So yeah, we're coming up on WMSR session five. So I thought it would be fun to kind of pay. We're <laughs> just keep rolling with the whole jimmy thing and just give him his own song a soda episode because there's a lot of music a lot of music inspired this song that we're talking about today and a lot of that has to do with the devil and daddy satan (laughs) as christina likes to call him um so i thought it'd be fun to do a whole msr episode about jimmy and that whole like devil trope of like selling your soul meeting him at the crossroads there's a whole bunch of music and lore yes that surrounds that kind of trope and i'm so excited to talk about all of that because i love that shit that's perfect i was working on the uh jimmy notes earlier and there's so much of that we're gonna dive really deep into not so much the like making deals with the devil i'm really glad we're covering the music Mm -hmm. today because i didn't put a whole lot of that in because i was like i know that's what we're getting into today yeah it's perfect yeah so we wrote a song about jimmy for you guys listening this is song is so number was this four five hold on i have my notes let me just go back to number four i'm just i'm just winging it I know, we do. This is why we never should wing it. We're going I'm, off script. I have a hey, horrible hey. memory. <laughs> um, so anyway, hey, witch, hey. Hey, witch, hey. I'm hey, Christina. Hey. I'm Justina, and welcome to Magnolia Street. Oh, this is your line. <laughs> I, I like to split it up. This is our first rodeo, guys. Welcome We've never them. recorded an episode before. Totally fine. We're the one and only musically inspired Practical Magic Fandom podcast. Yes, every week we deep dive on different aspects of the movie and the books. And if you guys have been listening from the very beginning, you would know that we, the Stinas, have written many Practical Magic-inspired original songs that every so often we share with you via these song episodes. And we actually started this podcast as a way for Christina and I to showcase some of this awesome music we've been writing that will help keep you immersed in the world of the Owens family in a more musical way, if that's your thing. And we're still writing, mm-hmm. right? We're still writing these freaking songs. We it's are amazing. still writing, yeah. It keeps on giving. So today we are going to bring you song episode number four, and it's our song of the day. That is Devil of the Desert. I think we included a clip of this 
in a previous episode. Yeah. So if you were listening, you might have caught a little a little teaser in one of our past episodes. But before we dive into the song, we just want to let you know that we have created a Spotify playlist just for our song episodes. So check that out in our show notes if you would like to go down the rabbit hole of all our original music and the behind the scenes, all the writing process. Also, just remember that if you're into our musical stuff, you can find all of the bonus stuff for these episodes on our $8 Rose tier over on our Patreon. That tier is where we post our demos for the song episodes, as well as lyric sheets, guitar chords, if you want to play along, as well as any other bonuses that go along with our song of the day. Yeah. So this song today, the song that we're talking about, Devil of the Desert, was about the 13th song. I went back <gasps> into my catalog. I ca- like tried to like find like the order. I actually started a brand new document of like just the order of the songs so I don't have to keep going back and counting. Okay. Um, so I have like a list of like chronologically like how they were written. Um, but this was the thir- lucky number 13. Yes. Lucky, lucky number. And um, that's pretty funny because we will be in Salem on Friday the 13th this October. Fantastic. So, 13, Taylor Swift is onto something with that lucky <laughs> number, right? <laughs> um, yeah, actually, you know, and I think it's Italian culture. I think 13 is actually a lucky number. Like, I don't, I think that they don't think that's like, mm-hmm. they don't think that's unlucky. It's actually a lucky number. Interesting. Um, yeah. I feel like ho- hotels and sometimes hospitals won't have like 13th floors. Right. Like, but why? Yeah, because it's, yeah. Apparently, there's a lot of stigma surrounding that number, but but we love it because we, we do. This was the 13th song we wrote. We're going to be in Salem on Friday the 13th. Lots of stuff going on. So mm-hmm. I just want to point out that this was not the first song that we wrote about Jimmy. The very first song that I wrote for this project was a song called Hey Jimmy. And I'm pretty sure that I started writing that like the same day that you sent me that random text, the text that started this all back in <laughs> February of 2022. Like I'm However, on it, say no more. <laughs> hey Jimmy was a song that I actually wrote from Sally's perspective but I think we always knew that we wanted to write a song from Jimmy's perspective like his villain villain anthem of sorts right Mm -hmm. they're always the best Uh uh-huh yeah so the things that I was probably thinking about at the time when it was time to start conceptualizing for the tone of Jimmy's song were like you know those like villainous songs that are really commonly heard in like all those Disney movies like you have poor unfortunate souls that's Ursula's song from the Little Mermaid there's Be Prepared, which is Scar's song from The Lion King. Mm-hmm. And Oogie Boogie, one of my favorites from The Nightmare Before Christmas. He has his own song. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wasn't necessarily going for the sound or the style of any of these songs because they're kind of hokey. They, they're a little cheese, right? They're Disney. Yeah, yeah, of course. However, when writing from Jimmy's perspective, I really wanted to get inside his head and speak how a villain would speak. So I was kind of looking to those kinds of songs, those villain songs, when trying to find the voicing, Jimmy's voicing for this song. I wanted to figure out the type of things he would say if he were given the platform to actually sing us a song that is not, you're always on my mind. (laughs) You know, I think in an earlier version of the song that we're talking about today, we either brain dumped a reference to Elvis or I put it in one of the earlier renditions of what eventually ended up becoming this song. However, I think the Elvis reference ended up on the cutting room floor once all was said and done. I don't think, yeah, there's no Elvis in this song. No. So anyway, back to writing for a villain. A villain kind of always talks this big game, right? Like, If anyone in a story likes to have their ego stroked, it's usually the villain. Right, right, right. Right? And that's like their monologue. Even if it's Mm -hmm. not a musical sense, it's always like the villain has this big monologue that takes up a bunch of time and they always get (laughs) fucked over in the end anyway during (laughs) 
<laughs> what they're saying. You know what I mean? Right. Exactly. So yeah. let's just go back to some of the examples that I used before. So I kind of want to like look a little further into their lyrics and kind of show you like how egotistical they are. <laughs> okay. So in Poor Unfortunate Souls, Ursula, she sings, I admit in the past that I've been a nasty. They weren't <laughs> kidding when they call me, well, a witch. And then also um, another line she says is, and I fortunately know a little magic. It's a talent that I've always possessed. Like she's just kind of what I for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, I was hoping you'd sing it, but I don't want to get slammed with a lawsuit. <laughs> <laughs> I think you do really well at this song. Yeah. So it's just a little bit of like her stroking her own ego and like, yeah, like I fortunately I got a little magic I can help you with. Like, you mm -hmm. know, just come, come right this way. Step right up. Happy make it to help you, you make it. <laughs> yeah. So the next one is in uh, Be Prepared, the one that Scar sings in L The Lion King. He sings, and though I'm the main addressee, the point that I must emphasize is you won't get a sniff without me. And then also he says, I'll be king undisputed, respected, saluted, and seen for the wonder that I am. <laughs> like, come <Yeah>. on. <laughs> like, they are so up their own ass. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. And then the last one in the Oogie Boogie song, Boogie Sings, when Mr. Oogie Boogie says there's trouble close at hand, you'd better pay attention now because I'm the boogeyman. And if you aren't shaking, there's something very wrong because this may be the last time you hear the boogie song. Yeah. So they're like, they talk a big game. They try to intimidate, like, you know. Mm -hmm. So I kind of tried to mirror how those songs were written and having the villain kind of stroking his own ego. And there's just something so fascinating about a villain because they're usually so incredibly narcissistic. Mm -hmm. The point that they tend to think they are invincible and what you said before that mind frame is usually what ends up coming back to bite them in the ass and bringing them to their eventual downfall or even death right mm -hmm. yeah. so um also in these types of songs they often try to intimidate their victim into thinking that the world would fall apart without them that they mm -hmm. they need them for something right mm -hmm. so before we dive into this song we eventually ended up writing i wanted to take you guys all on a journey even you christina because i can't remember if i ever showed you the first versions of this song and all of the ideas that I was having before things finally clicked and I settled on a chord progression and a melody that I was excited about and excited to show you mm -hmm. because there was a lot going on behind the scenes that I think like I wanted to get the song to like a comfortable enough spot where I was happy with it before I showed it to you yeah you know all I remember you saying is that it's kind of up there Huh. I'm kind of really hitting some screaming notes at some point. Uh -huh. And that's all I remember you telling me. And then I listened to it and I was like, oh my God, this is so good. It was giving me all the feels of some other songs we're going to dive into. Yeah. And I just think villain songs are so fun. I think like Goron had said, like, it's not, it's not necessarily a bad guy. It's just a mis He's a good guy with a misunderstanding or something like that. Yeah. And I think in the villain's mind like they're of course they're in the right like that their way is the right way why wouldn't you be mm -hmm. you know be on the same page as them and i think these songs have that and you really tapped in to um all these little symbolisms that definitely bring the song to light i love this song it's so fun mm -hmm. so i'm excited to talk a bit more about it i wanted to share something else yeah. It was another reference to a, song, a meatloaf song of all things. <laughs> I'll link it. it I, we don't have to put this in there, but it's something to the effect of like good boys and bad boys. They're just the same. They're just fucking misunderstood. I don't know. It was yeah. something similar. Maybe anyway. we can include that one on the MSR playlist for the next MSR episode because like we said, we're doing a whole Jimmy rundown and, you yeah. know, all music that kind of encapsulates his persona. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about some of the songs that we were kind of looking to for the inspiration? I didn't put about any anything about that in here because I forgot. But I know when we were thinking about like how we wanted Jimmy's song to sound, we were kicking around ideas like those like deep south kind of songs. For like... sure. Yeah. And a lot of those are going to be on our song episode, right? Yeah. So we yeah. won't go too much into it, but definitely like the theme song from True Blood. Yes. Like that southern now now yeah 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 um got a little very, swing to it yes yeah uh-huh. that's the only one that really sticks out but definitely like um you're getting you're getting stalked you're getting you feel like a little uneasy but there's something sexy about it yeah kind of vibe. so that's what that's what we were going for and please check out our wmsr when that comes out it'll have all the music but First things first, I wanted to talk a bit about our songwriting process for those listening in who have never listened to a song episode before and aren't too familiar with how we write our music. There's different variations of this depending on each song because each song is different and calls for slightly different processes. But usually one of us will have a song idea or a melody or even just a simple concept or song title and we'll start a document in our Evernote and we'll both start just throwing in ideas. Um, Whether it's a demo of one of us playing some chords on a guitar or just brain dumping lyrics, which is usually what I do. And then (laughs) Justina takes the brain dump and works her magic. Uh, She puts it all in order. She makes it Mm -hmm. fit. So that's typically how we work. Yeah. I, I try to make sense of like what both of our brain vomit kind of is and reorganize both of our our thoughts into a more refined structure, more cohesive, ensuring that they flow in a more lyrical sense, making sure the syllables all fall in line with the melody, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, that's pretty much our process. Yeah, I'm pretty sure this song started mostly with a lyrical brained up from both of us. We were just ping-ponging. Yeah, Yeah, because- It was so fun. This was definitely a very balanced like uh process for both of us. Yeah, and I think this was one of the ones that we kind of both came at came at it and started it from scratch pretty much because like the first few songs that we wrote for this project I feel like you had some chord ideas you threw those in or maybe I had some chord ideas I threw those in but this one like we kind of like really both had no idea like about anything going into it like what the sound we knew what the sound wanted to be like but didn't really have a chord progression yet I wasn't Mm -hmm. really messing around with like any kind of thing yet on the guitar Mm -hmm. um so I think we were just both kind of just brain dumping kind of lyrical stuff and how we wanted to paint a picture of Jimmy's kind of scenery in our right. mind, right? Right, exactly. This one was very different because it definitely was more um, lo- like loosey-goosey in the beginning. Yeah. We just knew the feel and what we wanted people to envision and get a sense of. Like sometimes you said you do the chords first and then you tag the lyrics along with it. This one was not like that. This one was tough. Was it? Yeah, and you'll see when I show you all the demos because I've now I don't think I've showed you all like the the back end stuff like before it arrived to a good spot enough where I was like okay I can show Christina now I'm happy with where this is at I think she's mm-hmm. really gonna love this mm-hmm. because everything I think I might have shown you maybe one demo that I was like working on like an earlier demo and I think I you were like yeah yeah I think you were like yeah that's not it and I was like yeah I know you're right it's not it's not fucking <laughs> it like, this is garbage <laughs> what is this garbage um, so I'm glad that like you know that Christine is honest enough with me to be like that's kind of lame that's fucking stupid like she doesn't say it like that she's very nice about it but you know she's like I think we can I, I think we can do better and and it's always like I'm always like yeah you're you're right like we can I know we can so so we went back to the drawing board a lot well I went back to the drawing board with the chords and the melody a lot for this yeah. song and you'll see I have like seven or eight demos of this song 
And like, it didn't really start clicking until like demo six. Oh, when did yeah. you start it? And when did you feel like you were at a good place? Like how many days do you think? It, it might have taken me about a month. Yeah. About a month from start wow. to like, yes, yeah, from when we started conceptualizing to like when we arrived, when I recorded the the most recent demo, where it kind of like is sitting at right now, it think it took about a month. It took a few weeks at least. Mm -hmm. And it was tough. It was it was a tough song to write because I just wanted to get this so perfect because mm -hmm. Jimmy's such like a complex character. So complex. So we're gonna so find out next week, about. bro. He's a he's an anom he's a, a mystery, right? For the mm -hmm. most part. Mm -hmm. Like he's only in a few scenes in the movie. Um, he is and he doesn't really have many lines. He comes no. in very early in the movie. Right. But um we I think initially some of the lyrics the like the way we were leaning was a little darker. And mm -hmm. it was hard to like come up with like narcissistic lyrics that are predatory from yeah. two women who right. are in that mindset. So it was kind of like a, a awkward place we had to put ourselves in to yeah. come up with what we came up with. Yeah, it's kind of like, you know, those method people who do method, method acting, actors, right? And they just like get stuck in that like mindset. You got to just like get into that person's skin, basically. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And just kind of put yourself in that like, if I were Jimmy, if I were a villain, and I was like, hunting and like preying on women, which is what we find out he's a serial killer, which we'll talk a little bit about later on. Mm -hmm. But just like getting in that like dark space and that mindset. Mm -hmm. to like write be able to write lyrics like this it's like whoo it just kind of <laughs> gives me the chills um, and it's not surprising that you had to like come back to it like you said over the course of a month yeah because you're not gonna stay in that mindset like this this one you're right was tricky but I really love this song yeah it's very it, fun it landed in a really good spot and I'm just like excited to record this whenever we do because this is just like it's gonna be it's gonna be freaking lit oh my god yeah it's yeah gonna be good so um, I, I wanted to kind of go into our brain dump session a little bit and okay. kind of talk about the lyrics that we were just dumping into our Evernote, really not like thinking too much about the structure. We just wanted to get words out of our brains that kind of painted the picture and kind of encapsulated what his character or persona would be trying to convey. Yes. So I think the only line that I remember contributing to this brain dump is the this very first line, saddle up little ladies, because I'm feeling into sisters right now and then i put and i might be crazy but i think this intro i, I don't know I, I think this was the only line in this brain dump that might have been mine and i have a recording of me singing these words when i was first messing around with some chord progressions oh okay. that's the only thing that i can like actually remember putting in here i know that line that and i might be crazy stuck out to me because in my mind i don't think jimmy would ever be like i'm the problem yeah yeah, you yeah, know yeah you're right yeah yeah he's the sanest person in his mind uh-huh um, but yeah, the, some of the other lines I had dumped in there uh, were, because um, you can ride, but you can't hide. And like a horse to my lasso, I'm going to make you mine. Um, pretty little thing, dancing with your red hair. Uh, another one was, I saw you before you saw me, but that's the way I like it. <laughs> <You know? laughs> a coyote sniffing out his prey doesn't look like you're trying to hide it. In the end, you'll come looking for me. They all do eventually, but this cowboy is only looking for a good time. So as long as you listen, we'll get along fine. Mm -hmm. And that's just like, he's in control. He's yeah. always going to be in control. You yeah. spoke when you're spoken to. Um, and then I had some more. You won't be the first, but you'll probably be the craziest with all that fire from your head to your toes. You'll never find another lover like me. Girl, misery loves company. And Jimmy Boy is all the company you'll ever need. I get what I want one way or another. I'm going to make 
you want me, I'm going to make you mine. And then I thought we would have like a voice, like a, like a little ghostly voice say like, uh, you can't hide the brand. It's just you and me. And then, yeehaw. <laughs> and then I think this was the last little bit. I had like baby, this tequila is starting to taste much sweeter <laughs> now that your sister has put her lips on the rim. Oh, here it is. Elvis is making this bottle go down easier. I'm feeling very into sisters right now. You're trying to say something, but I'm tired of listening. Something like that. Yeah. (laughs) And did I write this? I guess one of us was thinking about that song. Never met a girl like you before. That must have been you because I don't know that song. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah. Did you put that on our list? No, no, but you can add it. That's a, no. I'm sure we have plenty of music, but yeah, check that song out. It's it's okay. uh it's sexy. All right, yeah, we'll add it because like I don't know that song, so this is definitely all of your brain dumpage. And then when I finally kind of structured out the lyrics and stuff, it didn't really take the exact form of all the stuff you put here, but I tried to take bits and pieces of like stuff that you had here just to incorporate mm-hmm. those ideas, like the horse. I don't think I mentioned a lasso at all, but I definitely use mm-hmm. the whole horse because, like, that's Jimmy. You know, he's a cowboy. There's got to be horses somewhere in his in his <laughs> story. Also, something about the red hair, uh, referencing Jillian's red hair. Okay. Um, and then the coyote. Mm-hmm. I, I referenced the coyote in the, the final lyrics. And then... Probably the tequila was in there somewhere. The te- yeah, the tequila. Yeah. But I, I didn't just call it tequila. I referenced it as the Diablo. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Little, little uh, that's to totally right. To the movie. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's then what I, these were. It were ideas. They uh-huh. weren't necessarily like you have to structure it with these lyrics specifically. Yeah. That's what our brain dump was. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the beauty of a brain dump is just getting out the ideas and then like taking the little bits and pieces that kind of do fit and then putting it all together like a puzzle later later on. And it, it helps so much more in the songwriting process. So you're not scrounging like, oh, what do I write next? Like go through the brain dump, see what, hmm, will this syllable fit here? This word is really cool. Like, what is this going to sound like here? And it's like, just like putting a puzzle together. And that's yep. the beauty of songwriting. And it's, I think this process is the most fun. It's been I, really fun. Yeah, I, I agree. I love putting it to, all together. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know if I wrote this, if this was like a continuation or just my thoughts. Uh-huh. Was this me? I wrote, every girl thinks they've met someone like him before, something dangerous and strong and hard to pin down. But these girls don't understand what they're really in for. Jimmy Boy isn't someone to be played around. That's a cute That was poem, a lyric. But I did not write. I think you wrote that. I don't think I wrote okay. that. Yeah. Okay. Cool, and that's cool. so funny. Like, this is so long ago at this point. Like, it's, I forget, like, who wrote what? I know. <laughs> we just brain vomited into a, a document and called it a day. Mm-hmm. And then um, I kind of just organize it into what you guys are going to hear today, into what mm-hmm. it actually actually became. So now that we kind of showed you where our heads were at and the voice that we started to collaboratively give Jimmy, um, you can kind of tell the tone of this song and how, just how sleazy this needed to sound to convey his character. Yeah, it's and good. And the chords needed to be dark and brooding, but with a sense of playfulness, because we know Jimmy's kind of that trickster spirit, right? He's yes. got that trickster energy. And also, I just wanted to mention that before this song arrived at the title, Devil of the Desert, I first started jamming on chords with the phrase, all things cowboy, mm-hmm. replaying in my mind. So I had it set in my mind that the song that I wanted to write for Jimmy, it needed to be called All Things Cowboy, but it ended up being what it wanted to be. And that alliteration, girl, like primo. Uh-huh. Devil Perfect. of the Desert. Yeah, exactly. Oh, a good alliteration. Yeah. 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 So I guess we can start diving into our demos now and kind of yes. taking a look of where this song started because Christina, you've never heard. Yes! I don't think you've heard any of these. No! So, Let's do it. 
So we're gonna, yeah, all right. So this is demo number one. I'll just set this up for you. So thank you. This was the very first song idea for the song. This idea actually started on February 23rd, 2022. Again, the 13th song in our kind of order of our catalog of how we kind of started conceptualizing things. In this recording, I'm just kind of messing around with the chord progression. I'm doing like a little hammer type thing on the A minor chord, which is like always sounds so deep south and country. Like think of like Tenacious D tribute, like da 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 that like whole like little riff yes. that they do but the rhythm has sort of like this hoppity kind of beat um so i begin with the very first lyric of the brain dump that we just read to you i use the lyric saddle up little ladies because i'm feeling really into sisters right now and i didn't really have much else i didn't you end up using and i might be crazy i ended up not even using that line in this first rendition so yeah i didn't really have many other lyrics as you notice through this recording i'm kind of just humming singing some gibberish and some fragments of words trying to feel out the vowel shapes that kind of flow naturally and after i play what sounds like a chorus in my mind i sing all things cowboy as kind of like the hook and sometimes when all else fails slapping your song title at the end of a chorus can be enough in some cases but i felt like it wasn't enough for this song it just <laughs> wasn't grabbing me even though i really loved that title i wanted to do jimmy justice and this just felt like kind of like a cop-out i felt like we needed a bigger chorus almost like an anthem of villains, kind of like what we were talking about before. But at this Brilliant. point, in this very first demo, I wasn't there yet. I didn't have that revelation kind of yet. I was kind of just like, I was so honed in on that phrase, all things cowboy, that I felt like I needed to fit it in and, you know, whatever it is, it is. But yeah, um, I was almost, just, you were almost like forcing a square peg in a round hole. Yeah, it just felt very forced. So I'll show you that, that very first demo and then I want to know your thoughts. I'm ready. Okay. Jimmy's song idea, All Things Cowboy.
I'm a cowboy. That's so tenacious D. I Isn't love it? it. It's so different. And it's funny yeah. that this song started out with basically like like soft Jimmy. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Like he's like, it's a lot softer uh, it's very of an slithery. idea. Yeah. It's very slithery. Yes. Very slithery. Uh, but Jimmy is big and brash. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I felt like he needed to come in with a bang. And I just feel like it, it wasn't landing yet. It was like it wasn't there. But ideas were flowing. And like that's kind of what we needed to do. We needed to kind of sift through the muck like a slithery f frog to get to <laughs> the roses. Right? Nice. Yep. <laughs> like what I did there. I love it. Um. So that was demo one. Right. Okay. So that was February 23rd. I did that demo. So in demo two, now this recording was recorded on March 1st, 2022, about a week after the first inception of the concept for the song, which is what you heard in the, la the last demo. This one was similar to the first as far as the playing style. The rhythm kind of sounds more like a cowboy riding in a horse in this one, though. It's kind of more clippity cloppity. Mm -hmm. um, and this demo idea is just instrumental. I was still trying to find some footing and trying to jog some sort of lyrical inspiration. Sometimes just playing the chord progression on a repetitive loop can help drum up some melody or lyrical ideas, but I just wasn't finding it here, so I stopped for the day after this uh, demo. So this is demo number two. This is just, I guess, just chord progression ideas that I was messing around with. Okay. Here's demo two. hear a little bit it's getting a little bit closer to some of the chords yeah that you eventually use but i love that we were justine and i were just here bopping along <laughs> and doesn't that one more, sound more like he's just like bopping on, on it, on absolutely like more absolutely right mm -hmm. yeah so that was just you know i still trying to jog some kind of inspiration for the lyrics but i don't know i was i still was at a place where i was just like i don't know about this i don't know if, i don't know if these chords are good i don't know if it's coming yeah were you working on other songs in between working on this one? Oh yeah 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 we had we we had like all different irons in the fire at this point like we were full because like we have what 20 something songs this was only song number 13 that came into play so like you'll see in my my catalog on my phone there's like all other songs around that okay one. just like nice 
one after another, like boom, 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 boom. Like, you yeah. know, we were just coming in hot. So I don't know, maybe my brain was just fatigued at this point. Could be. Like, yeah. You know, I was just like, all right, we were in 12 songs up to this point. Like I'm kind of, my brain is kind of tired, but like, I don't want to quit now. I need to get, I know. Like, we need to get a Jimmy song. Like I know we had other song ideas on mm -hmm. the list. Like we have a topics list for the show, yeah. but I, I don't even know if we were brain dumping in those yet. You're memory is much better than mine so that's why i was asking i was like were you doing because this one took about a month so right. I was, i'm sure we were doing stuff in between for the other songs yeah we had so many other songs going on i'm pretty sure let me let me just see what other songs were around that one all right so the first inception of the song february 23rd around this song we were also writing phone tree day we were writing can you flip pancakes only that moon oh my god Drive for Miles was February 24th. Oh my God. So we had like a, like five or six other songs going on while trying to write this song. I think we work best that way. I think so too. We just have to have a lot of shit going on. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Circle of Brooms. Like, like a lot of these songs were like in the same week, within the same week of each other. I think we just hit like a point where we were just like exploding with ideas you know, we just, like, I think so out. I think having like that rotation kind of like what we do for our notes we have a few uh topic notes yeah. going at the same time mm -hmm. and for me I like that because I can ping pong around I don't yeah. get too bored of one topic I can go do something else yeah. and I think we were doing the same thing for the songs and that's a great mentality to kind of have because like, you know, you're only human. You, you're you not chat GBT, right? You're going to get stuck at some point or another. So mm -hmm. it's nice to take a break from one and then hop around to the other ones that kind of are flowing more naturally and then come back to the one that you were having trouble with. And mm -hmm. it always helps when you come back to it with a fresh perspective. It always helps. Yeah. Agreed. Right. Like you yeah. see things that like you kind of take a step back from it and like it's like a painting, right? Mm -hmm. You got to walk away. You got to walk away. Um, and then come back to it when your ears and your brain start getting a little fatigued. And then when you come back to it fresh, that's usually when the, I like the good, really good ideas, like it's just smack you. And you're like, how did I not see that before? <laughs> right? That's just yes. how it is. I don't know. It's just how it is to create things, I guess. You know? I agree. Um, All right. Where are we, where are we at now? Number three? Three? Yeah, we're on demo number three. This demo was recorded March 13th. So, you know, another like week, week and a half later after demo two, as we were just saying, I had to put it down, walk away, was getting frustrated. I couldn't look at it anymore, couldn't hear it anymore. Um, so as you will be able to tell in this next demo, the rhythm had changed yet again. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay, cool. Just, I was not happy with anything I was playing and I was really trying to come at the song from every single angle possible, changing the rhythm, the hammer style, even the vocal melody. And as you can also tell in this next demo, the rhythm of the guitar had changed drastically. Again, it went from that clippity clock kind of beat, reminiscent of that horse trudging through a desert in the last two demos that you heard, to now, now this becomes a more laid back bluesy kind of rhythm that sounds more like that southern kind of like swamp, not swamp rock, but like, you know, like, Hose what's his name? Hosier? Yes. Hosey, Hosey, like that southern gospel kind of sound, mm -hmm. like more bluesy. In this demo, even my vocal melody had changed. In this version, I was trying a more relaxed and bluesy kind of Bonnie Wright or Patty Griffin yes. type of vocal style. I also fleshed out more lyrics in this demo. 
Okay, so in the past two demos, there weren't really many lyrics, like you heard me just singing kind of gibberish and then like a line here or two, but this version, there were more lyrics and the intro to this demo still makes me laugh because even though I was still rolling with the title All Things Cowboy, I still reiterate in the recording, I say, I guess All Things Cowboy, I still don't, <laughs> I still don't know what this is called yet because I just like, That's I clearly... so cute. I clearly wasn't happy with any of my ideas or the direction this song was going. I was just so up in the air about all of it. Okay. So um, I just want to go through the lyrics real quick. I kind of fleshed them out a little bit more. So I have wandering through the desert like a horse with no name, Neil Young, right? Okay. Right. Yeah. But, you know, just to scratch, I knew that had to change at some point. And I want to like just like rip the guy off. So I was Dude, like, I have an unpopular opinion. Yeah. I don't like Neil Young at all. I don't I don't either. I don't either. But okay. I mean, it's a cowboy song and I was like, that line it's just awesome. But I know I can't use it exactly like that because right. this is ribbing him off. So I was like, oh, that's gotta change at some point. But I put it in there just as a placeholder, wandering through the desert like a horse with no name. When you bit me with your snake tattoo and a hair so red that my heart went up in flames. And that's when I knew I had to have you. To think you would have been another trophy for my case because Louis did inspire me to brand you with my mark upon your leg. So now we're referencing Louis L'Amour. Again, mm -hmm. just wanted to put that out there. Louis, he's on the cutting room floor. No really? reference to Louis L'Amour ended up in our final song, which I'm really sad about, but it just worked <laughs> out that way. Uh, then I say, and that's when I knew I almost had you. Is it this bottle of Diablo or am I seeing double? Because girl, if you want trouble, I'm feeling really into sisters right now. And then the chorus is so friggin' uh, hosier. Is that how you say his name? I don't even know. I think it is. So I got so like freaking like Bible with this. It was like, because Lord, you can't save my soul i'm too far down this older road and then like there's a couple lines of gibberish and then again i end with all things cowboy <laughs> yes <laughs> I, just, I just slapped it on at the end i was like i guess that's, that's what so it's funny is. oh my god so all right so Lay i it on me i want to hear this i'll let you listen to this more bluesy laid-back version and it's complete again completely different from the last two demos you heard here here we go okay so i guess all things cowboy i don't know what this is called yet so uh
there it is. There it is. All things I can- like Essie. Like even the demos are fucking lit. <laughs> but I knew it wasn't there yet. I knew that's not what it, it wanted. That's not what it was gonna be. I was like, this is this is not slapping for me. This is kind <laughs> of like I feel like I'm just like writing something to write something. We need a Jimmy song, so here it is. All things cowboy, I guess. Like, like, like <laughs> I, I guess. I guess. <laughs> but I knew it wasn't it, so I okay. kept trucking. I kept trucking along. So that that demo was for March 13th. Um, and then demo four, the next demo is also that was also recorded on March. I said 13th, right? Yeah, 13th. <laughs> Again, 13. Weird. Um, so my laid back bluesy vocal over that like kind of like southern blues swamp rock guitar chord progression um it's still prevalent in this demo that i'm about to show you now but i fleshed the lyrics out a bit more and in this track it seems that i have all the lyrics written all the way up until the bridge which which is a lot of work that i'm i put into this song at this point considering that i was still this unhappy with it like i I was trying to see it through and give it the benefit of the doubt and hopefully it would grow on me because Mm -hmm. i have had songs like that where i've hated the song all the way up until i completed writing it and one good example of this is One Green Eye, One Blue, our song that wrote about Gary. And I, I wasn't sure of that one while I was writing it, but now it's one of my favorite ones to play. So mm-hmm. I was just trying to give this one its you know, benefit of the doubt, try to maybe complete the whole thing, write it, play it a, a little bit or play it a lot, see if it grew on me. But I don't know, there was just something about this one that felt forced and unnatural Mm. but i kept plugging away nonetheless and um this one has some of the same lyrics as the previous demo but i added a bit about canyons and coyotes as an addition to verse number one and then i moved the whole bit about louis to the second verse so in verse one again still have this placeholder uh, wandering through the desert like a horse with no name when you bit me with your snake tattoo and hair so red my heart went up in flames and that's when i knew i had to have you and then in the next little bit in the first verse i put traveling through the canyons and i'm stalking my prey because this coyote longs for love and danger all the same that's the way the way i knew i had to have you and then pre-chorus and this bottle of diablo has got me feeling some type of way because i think i'm seeing double so baby i've come to play then the chorus again still rolling with that southern <laughs> gospel with the jesus that southern gospel with the jesus lord you can't save my soul i'm too far down this older road lord you can't help me now i'm falling back another round because the devil has come to play and that's the way you see i'm all things cowboy again i fucking hate that line but um <laughs> uh so so yeah so that was the first half of the song then verse i wrote a verse two for this demo rolling across the desert i'm just like a tumbleweed because baby i'm a drifter and i get off on your need for security mm. and you don't know that you needed me mm. Um, to think you would have been another trophy for my case because Louis did inspire me to brand you with my mark upon your leg because baby I knew you weren't the first and you won't be the last and this bottle of Diablo has got me feeling some type of way because I think I'm seeing double and baby I've come to play and again I have the next chorus that same Lord you can't save my soul that whole spiel and then at the end I sing all things cowboy like I repeat it a few more times so I kind of stop playing after that chorus and change the chords and go into some kind of verse and I start singing i'm feeling very into sisters but then i stopped recording there Hmm. so yeah this one's a little more fleshed out than the last demo as far as the lyrics go but the same type of like bluesy kind of feel so i'll play that one for you now
so I think I'm gonna go with the bridge starting on an F. Yeah, so that end little section, I was starting to try to like form some kind of bridge. Mm -hmm. But I still was like, I hate the song. So. Oh, no. <laughs> so I was like, I don't know how much more work I want to put into like going with this idea. So I recorded one more demo on March 13th, the same day. This is demo number five. And um, this was done on the same day as the one you just heard. And in this demo, I switched up the rhythm yet again. Oh my God. <laughs> So this demo is just instrumental, but I think that this is the recording when things start to click for me. Okay. I think I was really vibing. I I started adding some more kind of swing elements now. Mm. Kind of like, you know, that song, that L. King song, X's and O's? Yes. Like kind of that kind of feel. Still has that really bluesy kind of southern kind of kind of feel. Like you're getting into some mischief or something. So I was like, maybe that's the direction that this song needs to go. So I started uh, messing around with more swing elements. I started incorporating that into the guitar of this demo that you're about to hear now. So I think that this is what got me thinking. What if I took some of the lyrical ideas from the previous demos that you already heard today? Since those lyrics were practically fleshed out, but I, I tried to rework them so they fit into this new swing type of rhythm. Mm -hmm. So I think my brain must have been on overload and fatigued with trying different things at this point. Because mind you, I recorded three different demos on this day and my ideas just kept changing like drastically from demo mm -hmm. to demo so i was like where is this going like i need to settle in an idea here like <laughs> i'm just all over the place so i must have packed it up for this day just to let my brain kind of rest again like our discussion before sometimes you need to just put it down walk away but i did like where it was going once i recorded this demo that you're about to hear now um, but i decided to hold off on fleshing out my newest ideas and incorporating these new swing elements and just come at it fresh the next day so this was the last demo i recorded on march 13th i think the third one for this day um but like you'll you'll start to see like how it just like was starting to click things were just <laughs> feeling more natural at this point so here is the rhythm switch up again <laughs> okay
starting to come together. Yeah, so that rhythm switch up, I think it just like started to click for me in that moment. Although like in that version, I didn't have any of the lyrics yet. But I guess that that rhythm switch up, I was just like, I think this is it. I think this is the direction that it needs to go. Mm -hmm. So that was the last demo that I recorded for that day, though, because by that point, my mind was already like, I'm fatigued. I need to shut it off for the day, but I'm going to pick this up back tomorrow. I like where this is going. Let's come at it fresh tomorrow. And that's kind of what I did. So this next demo, demo number six that I'm about to show you now, this was the day after that batch of the last three demo recordings that I just showed you. So I picked back up where I left off the previous day with that more swinging type of rhythm. And you can tell that I really came at it fresh because because I start off this demo just kind of strumming and hesitant to sing because I still wasn't quite sure how I would fit what I was doing lyrically in the previous demos into this new kind of strumming feel. So the beginning of this demo is me just kind of feeling things out and I'm basically trying to rework all the lyrics that I had in the previous demos to fit into this new kind of strumming pattern. So listening back to this now, it's kind of funny to see this song start to take shape before our very ears. Like you see it, you actually hear it starting to take form. And I can hear that I knew where the melodies wanted to go, but it still felt a bit clunky. Mm. Like the inflections on certain syllables still sound awkward at this point. Like I also, I want to acknowledge as I'm just jamming and freestyling this demo, trying to fit the lyrics that I had into this new style. I changed up the chorus chords as well to be more poppy and catchy. And this was the first time that I actually sang the phrase, I'm the devil of the desert. It was something that kind of just flew out of my mouth, even though (laughs) I had nothing else surrounding it at this point. Like the whole, the rest of the song is pretty much blank. Even though I had to Like, I had some blanks to fill in lyrically for the new chorus I was forming. You can really tell where my mind was at mentally at this point because I'm starting to vibe. I feel like I'm onto something. Because as I play the chord progression to set me up to sing the next verse, you can hear me say out loud in the recording, I like that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just like jamming with them. I'm like, yeah, that's good. That's good. That's good stuff. Good stuff. That's cute. Exactly. So I think that the song was really starting to click for me at this point. Once you get a vibe you like and you have some solid lyrical ideas and the chord progressions are all there along with the basic melody ideas that you want for the different parts of the song, now it's all about filling in the blanks with any lyrics that are missing and also refining. And refining is usually rewording things to make them sound less clunky um, or rearranging the melody so that they flow in a way that's more pleasing to the ear, changing up vowel sounds, um, mm-hmm. making sure not too many like consonants are pushed up against each other. Like sometimes sometimes like if things aren't worded a certain way, it can sound very awkward and weird. So just making sure everything just flows. So my goal from here on out was to make things sound less awkward and more natural sounding as if these words and melodies have been arranged this way for years. Like you just want it to have that flow like, you know, so this next demo is the one where it pretty much clicks and you'll hear that where I'm just like kind of like, yeah, I like this. I like like that. I like where this is going. All right. So here's demo number six. So. So it's a uh... wandering through the desert like a horse with no name. 
Yeah. So it's like at this point, it's really starting to take its shape. Mm -hmm. I knew what I had to do at this point. Like it was there. Like the idea was there now. Now I just needed to like actually piece it together, take the lyrics, fit them where they needed to go, refine the melody, refine the syllables and the inflections and like all that stuff. And then the next two demos, I, I only have like two more demos of this song that I recorded after the, that one you just heard. So let's just call these demos seven and eight. So mm -hmm. demo seven was recorded on March 15th, just one day after the last demo you just heard. So between the recording of demo six and demo seven, I had reworked all the lyrics from the previous more bluesy All Things Cowboy demos to fit into this new structure for what now became Devil of the Desert. I also filled in any blanks, completed the song structure, I wrote a bridge, and just refined things to a point where I felt like I could sing the song from start to finish and get a clean rough demo of the song in its entirety. And I think that's the one that I sent you. Mm. So um, that is what demo seven is. And while this sounded great, I realized that I would be more comfortable singing the song a half step higher. So I recorded one more demo with the key bump, which is demo eight, which is the final demo that I have at this point in time. And the demo that I plan on popping over on to the Patreon for anybody who would like to stream this song in its entirety after you listen to this episode. Since I recorded demo eight, I have tweaked the bridge a little bit more to build up a bit more before I hit that high note that I have at the end there. Um, but I probably won't re-record this song again with those new changes until I'm ready to click track the song and prep it for some kind of studio recording once we get into pre-production mode for this song. So I'm not gonna play you demo seven and eight because it's just the whole song through. Like right. one is the whole song through and then the demo eight is the whole song through with the key bump. So rather than playing you that demo for you as a whole right now, I wanna take you guys through through the song lyrics and some of the little references and nods to the film. So we're gonna do that now. But I just wanted to show you all those demos and just all of the twists and turns that this song took to get it to where it is now. You were so committed to getting like oh. this out. It, it was, I'm thinking like your dedication to like getting a finished thing, even if it's not perfect, at least it gives you a template to be able to move shit around. Yes. Like, but the fact that you, you had so many different ideas for tempo, for chunking, for melody, you know, all these little pauses, like, mm -hmm. it was worth it. <laughs> it was worth the so time. So worth it because the song that we have now, I love it. I'm like That's obsessed so with it. I wouldn't change um, anything about it. And do you want to tell them about you being able to perform it last year? Oh, yeah. So um, last, was it last December February or January? It was like during the new year. It was about a year after I think we've written these songs. And I kind of was like, you know, playing these songs in my room by myself for like a good year. I was like, I need to get these songs out. I need somebody to hear them. I want to play them for somebody. So I actually, a friend of mine that I um, used to play a lot of open mics and shows with back in the day, he came out of the woodwork one day and he was like, hey, I have a venue. I bought a venue. Like, do you want to play my venue? I was like, um... I haven't played out in like 10 years, but okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I actually told him that I would think about it because like, you know. It's intimidating. I haven't played out in 10 years. I'm like, I'm so out of the loop as far as like the music circuit or the local mu music scene in New Jersey is concerned anymore. So I was like, I was kind of in my head about it. And I was like, can I get back to you? So he like, he was like, all right, yeah, sure. If it's less pressure for you, I could put you on as an opener so you don't have to like deal with the obligation of selling tickets, filling the space, like all that. You could just come open for our main act and, you know, just hang out. Just mm -hmm. come out and play some songs. So I was like, all right, that sounds, <laughs> that sounds good. I could do that. So um, yeah, I did. I went and I opened up he has a venue. His name is Sam, first of all. Sam, what's up, Sam? Shout out yeah. to Sam. His venue is called the Seven Crest. 
I think that's uh, up in Teaneck, New Jersey. I think it's north from me. Okay. And I opened up for a wonderful young lady. I mean, she might still be in college or she might have graduated, but younger than me. Her name is Rocky. I think she goes by the stage name Rocky, but she was great, very talented. And it was just so nice to just be in the company of other musicians again, like just like out just playing locally. And it was a good night. Avi took a recording of you singing this song. Yeah. Is that up on our Patreon already? I think I posted one green eye, one blue, but I can post this one as a post supplement this to this episode if you guys want to see me play that song live. The reaction from the crowd is awesome because you said they were like, first of all, it's concept music. Not everybody knows this story. Yeah. But this song, they were kind of like bopping along. And when you hit that crescendo, that high note, they were like, yeah. oh, what? they were all about <laughs> it. It's really cool to watch. Yeah, because so I knew, proud. I mean, I knew it wasn't my crowd, right? So I knew, like, people weren't going to be paying attention to me, which was kind of nice because then it, it took some of the pressure off, right? It took some of the pressure off because it was my first show out after, like, 10 freaking years of not playing in front of anybody. And then stepping in front of, like, a whole room full of strangers that I knew weren't there for me to begin with. So it's just, like, a little nerve-wracking. Um, yeah. But I think I played this song a little later on in my set. I think I only play like maybe a 30, 40 something minute set. So by the time I got to this song, I was a little warmed up. I was feeling a little loose. I yeah. already, I had a nice little cup of wine that Rocky's mom- I was gonna mom, say, you have the cocktail. <laughs> yeah, Rocky's mom had a bottle of wine. His Her dad offered obviously some scotch or whiskey or something. And like, it, they were so cool. So I had a little, little wine in my system. I was feeling a little loose. So by the time I got to this song, Diva Justina was coming out. <laughs> Sagittarius and, Justina was like, and, here I am. I'm here. And by this, I was like, Beetlejuice, I'm like, it's showtime. That's like, awesome. And by this point, now I was getting a little annoyed that people weren't paying attention to me. Because like now I'm like, I'm playing my songs for you, motherfuckers. Listen to me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And people are just talking. And I felt like the room was getting louder and louder as I was Blinking singing. glasses. Yeah. So at the crescendo of the song, I let it rip. I belted my little lungs out and everybody just kind of stopped what they were doing and it's like they were paying attention to me and like I hit that note and they were like, they were like oh shit yeah, yeah that's fantastic I was like oh, there it is there there, there she is. is she's back <laughs> <laughs> this is a, I mean as slimy as Jimmy is and as like per, kind of pervy and like predatory this song is it almost like pumps you up as yes. like gives you a little ego boost uh -huh. you know yeah. yeah yeah it's kind of like not sympathetic magic but like you know you're kind of like this song is the tag lock for jimmy it kind of like you take on his persona when you sing it a little bit a little bit yeah you come a little sexy you get a you little, little, little little dangerous yeah this song does make you feel a little dangerous right <laughs> yeah. um and it's just so much fun to sing and perform and if ugh, i would love to do this song live with a backing band it would be so much fun oh, and so fun. um definitely the production like when we finally record this song i'm just hearing so many like the drums are gonna carry this song Taking like it's it. such yep, a yep, rhythmic yep. song and that l king song the x's and o's like that drum beat like doom, da -doom, da -doom, yes. doom. like it definitely had needs some kind of like vibe like that i think to to pick it up and like make it pre-production for the songs be really fun oh god i can't wait so yeah and you guys are gonna help us make that happen we know we we know our listeners want this mm -hmm. so stay tuned we got so many more songs for you so but so that yeah the x is an o song it's by l king is that on our wmsr yeah it is okay. yeah cool. yeah and there's an interesting little tidbit about that song that i thought 
kind of aligned with some of the topics we're going to be talking about this month, but I'll save it for the MSR episode. I'm not going to get too into, oh. into it. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. All so, right. Okay. So, so we're just that, going verse by verse and you have yeah. uh, little bits that you're going to tell us about each verse or each yeah. line. We'll kind of break it down line by line after you read us like the entire verse. Sure. Are we talking about any of the um, chords or anything like that or leave those out? Um. So if you guys do play guitar and you want to play along to the song, this song, I have it capoed on three, but you can play it capo two, capo one, whatever you're comfortable singing in what key is up to you. But the um chord that I start on is an A minor and I do a little hammer on kind of thing. And then the verses are A minor, F and E. So take us through some of those lyrics. Okay. I'm wandering through the canyon like a horse with no name. When okay. you bit me with your snake tattoo and hair so red, my heart went up in flames. Yeah. I have a, I have a confession. Yeah. <laughs> I hadn't read these lyrics in a long time, but I had listened to the song over and over. And this lyric where you said, and hair so red, my heart went up in flames. The way you were singing it and my terrible hearing, I thought you said, when you bit me with your snake tattoo, SOS, my heart went up in flames. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. But those are, that's the first verse. Yeah. Yeah. That's the first verse. So as you guys can see uh, what I was telling you before, I originally had desert here. I'm wandering through the desert, but I changed it to I'm wandering through the canyon. Um, So I changed it because I thought it was redundant to have desert here as well as the main hook of the chorus. So I, I didn't want to like repeat. So, mm-hmm. but then also I just didn't want to just like straight up rip off Neil Young either. So yeah. I was just like, I'm going to change this a little bit because I remember showing this song to my parents like when I first like wrote it and um, my mom was like, uh, wandering through the desert, like a horse window, isn't, isn't that a song? <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> all right, rip off Neil Young. I need to change that. That's so funny. so I changed the I re- changed it to wandering through the canyon like a horse with no name uh, when you bit me with your snake tattoo and hair so red my heart went up in flames so the snake tattoo and hair so red obviously a reference to Jillian right obviously Jillian. yeah and then it keeps going and then it says and that's when I knew I had to have you because this coyote is longing for a little love and danger just the same yeah so I really wanted to encapsulate the feel of the desert so using things like animals like the snakes and the coyotes and just to help paint that picture of a desert scape a little more vividly and also I liked Jimmy referring to himself as a coyote because it can be soft and cuddly until he's done with the love part and then things change real quick and he goes into predator mode whenever he's done with his prey who in this case is jillian so this pre-chorus goes this bottle of diablo's got me feeling some type of way because baby now i'm seeing double and the devil's come to play the devil is coming to play so yeah this bottle of diablo i definitely wanted to paint the picture of his alcohol abuse and then we have the movie easter egg here And the bottle of tequila, better known as the brand Diablo in the film, right? But it also, for you non-Spanish speak, I don't speak Spanish, but this is like one of the basic words you learn like in Spanish class. Diablo means devil. Perfect. There you go. There you go. So yeah, has got me feeling some type of way. And this line I wrote because Jillian never knows what version of Jimmy she's going to get when he drinks, right? Is he... Is she going to get the, let's go to the bathroom together, Jimmy? Or is she going to get the jelly donut with the cream (laughs) punch you in the face, Jimmy? Right? Yeah. (laughs) So I use the phrase some type of way to keep things kind of vague because we never know what that way is until he's kind of in that moment, right? Right. Um, And also feeling some type of way, like, is he turned on? Is he a little hone? 
Or, like, does he want to, like, hit her? Throw down. Does he want to make love to her? We don't know what that way is. It's just, yeah. you never know what you're going to get with Jimmy. So, That's so scary. Yeah, very scary. But yeah. that feeling some type of way. He, like, he's feeling Randy. Like, whoever he is is just making him want to do things. I want to do bad things. Tell you. you. There it is. And, like, I kind of wanted to keep that spirit of that song because that was one of the songs we were kind of looking to for inspiration, too. Like, kind of like Like, that- what are these bad things? Like, are they yeah. naughty bad things? Or are they, like that's fucking bad we don't do that kind or of is thing. it murder <laughs> is it murder <laughs> yeah 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 so so i definitely wanted to keep with those vibes so then because baby now i'm seeing double that line this is a fun play on words because not only is he seeing double because he's drunk but he's also seeing double because now jillian's sister sally is being thrown into the mix so he's feeling very into sisters right now I love that. I actually didn't put that together. I was just thinking of like, he's drunk, but like, they're both in the mix now, for sure. Yep. Yep. Very cool. Then the chorus goes, I'm the devil of the desert and you're a trophy for my case. I'll lead my horse right to the water, then brand my mark upon your leg. Because it was a year ago when I sold my soul down that old dirt road. I'm the devil of the desert and the devil's come to play. Yeah. So let's talk about that I'm the devil of the desert line. So this is going back to what I was saying about the Disney villain songs. This is Jimmy's ego coming out. In my mind, he has given himself a name that he wants to make very clear to his victims that he goes by and that he wants Don't to give be- yourself a nickname <laughs> and that he wants to be remembered by. So yeah, I'm the devil oh, of the shit. desert. You don't want to fuck with me, right? Yeah. yeah. I'm the oogie boogie man. <laughs> So, you know, and then the line, and you're a trophy for my case. So this line is straight. It's a straight reference to Jimmy being a serial killer, which we find out that he is when Gary comes to town with all of those other files of women that he's apparently killed. And most specifically, that photo of that woman, Phoebe Stone. Also, if you guys watch or listen to like a lot of true crime, like serial killer lore, like most serial killers keep a memento from their victims. Like Dexter, he would keep the blood samples or like those blood slides and he would like put them in his like air conditioner or whatever mm-hmm. of all his victims. Or like any hunter that puts that prize stag head up on their wall. Like, so the lyric, you're a trophy for my case, is a reference to Jimmy's need to kill women and find some part of them to take as like a keepsake, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Bastard. The bastard. Rat bastard. So the next line, I lead my horse right to the water. The horse is obviously a nod to Jimmy's obsession with all things cowboy and wanting to be one so badly. But the horse in this case is also a metaphor for Jillian. Jillian is the horse that he leads to the water. And the water is a metaphor for something that should be refreshing and give sustenance, which is what Jimmy's love might have appeared to be like for Jillian at first. So he uses that water, that fresh water to a horse as the appeal to draw her in, right? Mm-hmm. So he leads his horse to the water to lure her in and then pull a bait and switch when he's ready to do away with her. And that's such like a like an abuser thing. Like mm-hmm. the, unfortunately, the victim is always mm-hmm. waiting for that next drink of water, you yes. know, that next good time. And that's, yes. you know, she, in the book even, it says like, you know, when he wasn't drinking, he was he was sweet as pie, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And if we go back to the Dracula cowboy kind of trope, right that he gives himself or like she jillian calls him the dracula cowboy what do vampires what's their like main shtick like glamour magic 
right? Mm -hmm. They're they're really good at making things seem a lot more glamorous than they really are. So he like pulled the wool right over her eyes, no problem, because he's this, you know, cool, suave guy standing by a poolside smoking his little cigarettes, acting like all cool, but really he's just he's she's he's bad news. Yeah. So the next line is then brand my mark upon her leg. This is the reference to his skull ring and the mark that he brands upon all of his victims, and he tries to do the same with Jillian. Then because it was years ago when I sold my soul down that old dirt road. So I wanted to keep some elements of that southern swamp rock with those religious undertones, kind of like southern Bible belt kind of deal. Um, this line is also an homage to songs like The Devil Went Down to Georgia, Tenacious D's Tribute, and The Legend of Blues Musician Robert Johnson, which we're gonna we're gonna dive deeper into that lore in the WMSR episode that's coming up because oh my god. That is such a like a really creepy but really cool musician lore kind of story. If you're into blues, if you're into musician lore and kind of like that whole trope of like selling your soul to the devil to advance your career kind of deal, like that's that's the story of Robert Johnson. He was like one of the very first like blues musicians, I guess. He kind of maybe the one that started that whole lore. Yeah about that devil at the crossroads kind of deal they also feature him in oh brother where art thou do you like that movie i've never seen it his he goes by robert johnson and he Uh talks about selling his soul but he says he sold his soul to a a white man with mirror eyes and a mean dog and later you find out like you have to really pay attention but like one of the sheriffs wears these mirrored sunglasses wears a white uniform and has this mean ass dog it's a whole i think oh brother where art thou is uh allegory for um the odyssey it's okay. really cool if you want to look into all that behind the scenes stuff like it has the sirens it has the cyclops it has the the devil like it's oh, so good oh, so man. good i've never i've i've heard of the movie but i've never seen it so that's fascinating are you kidding no i've never seen it oh that's my god so please watch it I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to watch it. There's also a documentary on Netflix about Robert Johnson and his whole story. Mm-hmm. And also the Grim Life Collective, they visit different different movie sites, different grave sites of like deceased celebrities and all that stuff. But they also they did a stint down in Mississippi. They did a whole visit. They visited the crossroads where Robert Johnson supposedly Ooh. sold his soul to the devil. And they actually, quote, sold their souls to the devil to, to make their YouTube channel bigger. So they wrote oh like God. a... They wrote a little message to, I guess, Daddy Satan or whatever, and they like buried it in the sand at the crossroads. And they're like, oh, well, we'll see what happens. <laughs> Dude, I want to check that out. That sounds fucking yeah, yeah. fascinating. You know yeah. who else is a deity of the crossroads? Ooh. Hecate. Oh, shit. Yes. Yeah, if you want to oh. hang out with her, go to Crossroads, leave her a little gift, or Dude. wait, and she'll show up. Well, if you guys listen to the Frogs episode we just recorded, you will hear the revelations that me and Christina had about Hecate, the Toad, the Frogs, and now talking about this, the Devil of the Desert, the Crossroads, Jimmy selling his soul. It's all connected! It's all connected! Yeah. Wow. Amazing. That's really neat. I didn't know it was actually like you could pinpoint, he t- has told people what the road intersection was. I don't know if it's like he's told people. I think it was just part of the legend. Okay. Uh, and like, you know how legends are. It's like a game of telephone. Like you tell one person and through history, it changes, it changes, it changes. But apparently that's where the crossroads is that he was singing about in his songs. That's amazing. And I think Eric Clapton and his band Cream like redid that song and made it, you know, popular again in like, I guess the 60s or 70s. There's so- another song Aaron listens to. It has the same vibe of like, um, kind of like Devil Went Down to Georgia, but it's it's a yes. little nicer. It's yeah. not so country, yeah, but yeah. Um, I'll find it 
and I'll link it as, as well. Same story. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The Devil Went Down to Georgia. Another one that I kind of like had in the back of my mind or on in the list of things as in, to use as inspiration for Jimmy's story and like his whole like how did he sell his soul in the in the desert? Like, you know, what was his crossroads story like? So. Ooh, tell us your crossroads story. You're, wasn't that a TV <laughs> show on like MTV? Yes. Or VH1. VH1. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I always loved the episode with like Pat Benatar and Martina McBride. I think they did a Crossroads episode. They I did saw like the a... Dolly Parton one and Melissa Etheridge one. That okay. was a really good one. Okay. Um, the, the the first time I heard the devil went down to Georgia was actually in Superstar. Do you remember really? that movie? Yeah. Yes. Do you know? And like, Molly what's Shadow. her name? The gothic chick is sitting there and it's like the Tatlin show and she gets up and she's like, the devil's in you and the devil's in me. And she gets <laughs> ushered off the stage. <laughs> you know when the first time I heard the devil went down to Georgia? Hmm. You might be too young for this, but in, I think it was 1995 or 1997, the Magnificent Seven, the gymnasts that won the Olympic gold medal, Dominique Mociano was my idol when I was like 13 years old. I wanted to be her. And for the Olympics, her floor routine, she did a floor routine to the Devil Went Down to Georgia. It's Whoa. adorable. So it was in Atlanta. It was in Georgia. So she kind of like did it as an homage to Georgia. I love that. So she used that song and it was so cute like the little dance that she was doing and her backflips and she's so freaking talented and i wanted to be her at like that age oh. and she made me want to be a gymnast that's why i got into gymnastics but that was the first time i heard that song at I like 13 and yeah i it's such a freaking cool song and then there was one other thing i wanted to say about that song i think there's also a legend about that song too where like anybody who tries to play that fiddle solo like they can't get through it without popping a string apparently oh apparently that's fucking cool. That's okay. What I've heard. I don't know. I don't know if this is a real thing or if somebody just told me that one time just to like, you know, fuck telephone with me. again, right? Right. Yeah, exactly. That's a cool legend. Really interesting thing. I actually wrote a song some years ago called The Jersey Devil Jam, right? And mm -hmm. kind of like my own battle with the devil, kind of like a Tenacious D kind of tribute kind of thing. Uh -huh. And the lyrics are really fun. They're really like cute and playful. But the first time I think I... you played it for me. Did I? Privately. Because I think you I think you did. But if you do you want to put it online on the Patreon? Yeah, we could put it on the Patreon. But interesting story about my song Jersey Devil Jam. Keeping in mind with The Devil Went Down to Georgia and kind of like it, this was my rendition of The Devil Went Down to Georgia, right? Like I kind of wanted to write my own battle with with the devil in a, 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 guitar, a guitar duel, right? A duel, <laughs> a musician's duel against the devil. Like that's such a trope and I'm such a Tenacious D fan and I love The Devil Went Down to Georgia so I was like I need to write my own song like that. Mm -hmm. So I wrote, I started writing the song, never finished the song. The only recording that I have of that song I couldn't finish recording it because my fucking guitar string popped. Oh, and shit. I can't tell you, I've popped my guitar string maybe twice in my entire life, or my entire 20-something wow. years of playing guitar. I've only popped a string twice, and one of them was playing that song. And as soon as that happened, I was like, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a believer. It's That's true. Oh. I love that. Yeah, so <laughs> the devil went down to Georgia, just like popped in my mind, and then I was like, "It's the legend. If like if you try to tempt the fates, like you're gonna fucking pop your string. You you're not gonna be able to play that song through." So, oh, I, like I don't know. That. Isn't that's that great. weird? It's so weird. And like, I haven't tried to record that song again since because I'm scared I'm gonna pop do another it. string. Don't do it. <sighs> it was living in for me. Yeah, and I actually never 
I never finished writing the song. I tried to finish writing it, but I never got around to like recording the whole thing in its entirety. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I'll put up the version that I have on the Patreon, yeah. the, the version where I pop my string so you guys can hear it. <laughs> Ooh, spooky. It's so spooky. It's so weird. Oh, but good anyway. backstory, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to I hear. It might have been another song. I apologize if that's not the one you showed me, but I can't I don't wait think to I showed it. you this one. I don't think it I showed many people. Else. Yeah, mm -hmm. I don't think I've shown many people this one because it's I never finished it. So I only have a demo of me playing it halfway through and popping a string. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, All right, I'll post it on the Patreon if you guys want to get spooked out. Anyway. I want to get spooked. Let's go to verse two in this, our song, Devil of the Desert. So verse yeah. two goes like this. It says, I roll right through the dust just like a tumbleweed because I'm a drifter baby and I get off on your need to chase me. Yeah, so again, um, the tumbleweed line, I wanted to paint more vividly the picture of a desolate desert and I just always love the imagery of a tumbleweed rolling across a dirt road and also a tumbleweed is kind of a metaphor for Jimmy as he says in the next line he's a drifter right kind of like a tumbleweed and he just kind of drifts along the desert and just loves these women chasing after the allure of his Dracula cowboy persona mm -hmm. to the point where he like actually gets off on it yeah you know? he does yeah for sure and then it goes and that's when i knew i had to have you you're the rabbit to my rattlesnake one bite is all i need and i want you yeah so and that's when i knew i had you he's saying in this line that he knows he knew he had jillian because she was chasing him like that alluring kind of tumbleweed and she's just oh absolutely she was she was seeking him out drifting yeah. through the house looking for his uh-huh yeah yeah so she's just like kind of chasing after this tumbleweed across the desert and him having no ties to anyone or anything was kind of the lifestyle that i think intrigued her a little bit because she wanted that for herself that's why she left home right that's mm -hmm. why she just wanted to go off and do her own thing and she saw this cool guy smoking a cigarette by the pool and she was like i want to be i either want to be that guy or i want to be with that guy like you know i have a question yeah we don't see jillian smoking until after she meets him you're right right yeah okay all right god damn you jimmy yeah and the snake tattoo which we'll talk about in a second yeah so she kind of like she wants to be with him because that lifestyle is kind of alluring to her and it's adventurous right but then she got too wrapped up in this allure to realize he was actually hunting her and she's actually his prey. So that next line, you're the rabbit to my rattlesnake. I love the wordplay here. I love the alliteration on the R words, the rabbit and the rattlesnake. And also the juxtaposition between something so innocent as a rabbit, which is describing Jillian in this case, and the rattlesnake, who's obviously Jimmy. Also, we have discussed in previous episodes, we talk about all the rabbits and their connection to the practical magic books. And doesn't Isabel, Aunt Isabel, she refers refers to the rabbits as lost souls mm -hmm. so in essence Jillian kind of is that lost soul Christine is wearing our t-shirt <laughs> yeah, yeah guys check out our uh teespring shop if you guys want a lost souls lost souls club lost souls club baby want a rabbit sweatshirt or t-shirt check it out so yeah jillian kind of is that lost soul right she's that little rabbit just looking for a place Absolutely. in the world and mm -hmm. she thinks she found it in jimmy but not not good also another reference to the snake as in jillian's snake tattoo which we have also touched on in a previous episode and the theory of do we think she got that snake tattoo after meeting jimmy or as a result of her romance with him because mm -hmm. you said it before and we'll say it again she did not have that tattoo at the pool scene so that seems to be the day they met so that ha tattoo had to have happened sometime after she you know got with him um what if that wasn't the first time that they met and they're just into like weird role-playing <laughs> 
You know what I mean? I don't know. I don't know. But I don't know. You never know. You never know. But I just loved incorporating the elements of the rabbit and the rattlesnakes to pay more homage to all the books in the movie, but then also use them as a metaphor for Jillian and Jimmy themselves. And again, desert imagery, right? Rabbits, rattlesnakes. That's they kind of play into that um, imagery a little more just to help paint a vivid picture because that's what we're trying to do. So now we're going to get into the bridge. So you want to tell us a little bit about those lyrics or t- tell yeah. us the lyrics? Yeah. So the bridge goes uh, and it's hammered in A if you're playing, if you're still playing along, A-mind. but go to our Patreon yeah. for all the chords. Yeah. Uh, the bridge goes, cause I'm feeling very into sisters right now. A cowboy is not a cowboy unless he can show you how to get to the bottom of the bottle so fast that you might drown or I just might suffocate you or I just might suffocate you. Or I just might suffocate you like a rattlesnake and choke you out. So this is another ego moment for Jimmy. To get to the bottom of the bottle so fast that you might drown, right? This is him bragging that he earned the right to call himself a cowboy because clearly his drinking skills are on point. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then the whole, or I just might suffocate you. This is Jimmy about to snap once he realizes he actually wants to kill Jillian. Um, He no longer needs to play the sweet guy. He has already led his horse to the water. She took the bait and now he just wants to brand her, leave his mark, kill her and skip town again, which is kind of seems to be his cycle, right? Mm -hmm. So when he says, or I just might suffocate you like a snake and choke you out. So that's the end of the bridge. So one of the previous lines, I use rattlesnake as a metaphor for Jimmy. And if you think about it, he actually is like a rattlesnake because he strangles and suffocates his victims, which is what rattlesnakes tend to do. So this is the climax of the song before we go into a little instrumental and then one last chorus before the song ends. Mm -hmm. So that's basically all the lyrics of the song. That's kind of all like kind of the meaning, hidden meanings behind some of the lyrics. If you guys were curious about those and just how we wrote the whole song as a whole so that's that's the spiel that's that's devil of the desert guys i love this song yeah it's a lot of fun so maybe we can end with a little bit of a performance here please yeah and if you guys again want to check out all of the demos that we showed you today we'll post a lyric page with the guitar chord progressions if you play guitar and you want to play along feel free to do that as well and also we do have a spotify playlist going for this song for all of our songs we pretty much have like a production playlist of like songs that inspired us when you know wanting to write our own songs so for this song we'll put the link in our show notes so you guys can check that out do you have anything else you want to mention before we play the song for them i just really love how we coordinated this month of all spooky eyes jimmy i love it and i can't wait for you to take a glimpse at our notes for next week because guys this that ne- our character analyses are pretty like they're pretty good they're pretty fun but like there was so much about jimmy that i wanted to dig into yeah. and some of it we touched on here some of it i know we can expand on i haven't even i didn't even dip my toe in the vampire shit yet Ooh, so i'm yeah. stoked um but stick around for that next week i just yeah. love this song we hope you love this song and uh, we are really grateful for all your support we're so excited to share all these songs with you and we want your input we want your feedback yeah thank you again guys for your support yeah so um let me get my guitar let me find a pick pick pick, pick it out let me pick a good one <laughs> All right. I love you. You're so stupid. You're so stupid. Dude, Jimmy's stupid ass face. <laughs> yeah. I still love that quote from uh, what episode was that? Was that Blood, Blood on the Moon where we're talking about the uh, the kidnapping <laughs> yes. scene? Are we ready to rock this joint? Ready, baby. Can you hear that? Yep. 
right, let me get my lyrics out so I don't fuck this up. Because <laughs> you know I'm gonna fuck this up as soon as I start singing. I'm gonna start singing uh, All Things Cowboy instead. Yeah, yeah. All right, here's Devil of the Desert.
There's Jim's song. Love that. Devil of the Desert. That's the final resting place, guys. <laughs> all right, Jim Jim. After all the bullshit demos we showed you today, it finally landed at that. And I, I need to know the process. Context. Yeah. Yes. As you context. always say. Yeah. So that's our songwriting process. That's where we started and this is where we landed. And um, we're, we're just so grateful for anybody who listens to these song mm -hmm. episodes and wants to know more about our music that we're writing. And um, yeah, so wonderful job. Check out the Patreon for all the bonus material for today's episode and today's song. Yeah, man. Thanks for playing that. I love it. You did a great job. Oh, and check out my guitar strap. Isn't that very Jimmy? Roses? The roses. Oh yeah. my gracious. That is all we have for you guys today. Just a reminder, you can check out all of the sources pertaining to today's episode via our hero page. The link is in our show notes. And thanks again to our patron and pal Mears for creating this app and keeping creators like us organized. Thanks, Mears. Yeah. If you guys do want to support the podcast on Patreon, you can support us for as little as $1 a month. That's our seedling tier, and that gets you access to our patron-only polls where you get to weigh in on what topics you would like us to talk about next. It also gets you our monthly calendar so you can see what topics we have coming up for the month, and it also gets you a welcome shout-out on the show. Our $3 Lavender Bud tier gets you our show notes for each episode in an aesthetically pleasing PDF, our after-hours posts if there's any extra tidbits or behind-the-scenes info pertaining to any of our episodes we'll post those along with the blog post or extra photos and access to our specially curated spotify playlists we have created playlists for our wmsr episodes as well as well as production dream playlists for each song episode and more our $5 Lilac tier gets you access to our private Facebook community where we host a monthly live stream. Plus, you'll get access to our Discord server where we host our monthly watch parties. And also on the Discord, you can join in on the discussion with other Magnolia Street neighbors via the various interesting channels and threads. And then here's the uh, $8 Rose tier. This gets you access to extra audio-visual content such as a once-a-month full-length video episode, unlimited bonus videos, uncut footage, cutting room floor footage, bloopers, outtakes, meditations, exclusive interviews, and old home videos from the vault, or spell or ritual videos, and more. Uh, it also gets you bonus content to coincide with our song episodes, such as full-length demo streams of our original Practical Magic-inspired music, plus lyric sheets, guitar chords, and original scratch demos, or bonus video performances of our songs and more, including today's Song of the Day, Devil of the Desert. Lastly, we have our $15 Wisteria Vine tier. Just like a twisting Wisteria Vine, there's a way for you to stay connected with us, the Stinas. In this tier, we invite you to join our private Marco Polo video messaging app. The app is totally free for both Android and iOS. Sign up with your phone number or email and we will help you do the rest. This is a great way to chat with each other in a more intimate group setting, face-to-face -face, via video recording. We love to show each other our pets, our gardens, or anything else you'd like to share. And just a reminder that the higher the tier you sign up under, the more rewards you get because you get all of the rewards of the tiers below it. You can upgrade or downgrade or even cancel at any time so to support the podcast head to patreon.com slash magnolia street podcast yeah and there are additional ways to support us and our podcast that don't cost you any money if you do listen on spotify please give us a star rating if you listen to us on apple Podcasts, please give us a written review we love sharing those on our instagram and if you're on instagram we would really appreciate any reposts or blurbs about our podcast and make sure to tag us at magnolia street podcast in your feed posts 
stories, and share us with your practical magic loving friends. Yeah, and we have merch, right? We have some awesome designs in our Teespring shop, including the one Christina's wearing today, our Rabbits, the Lost Souls Club, which you can access through the Koji link in our Instagram bio, and you can get our original designs on pretty much any kind of apparel, as well as other items like coffee mugs, stickers, tote bags, water bottles, and if you don't see something that you would want, let us know. We can put those designs on pretty much anything if you if you want it. So let we us just know. hooked up Mama D. <laughs> she was like, right. I want this on something else. Like we, were, we got you, Mama D. Yeah, my mom wanted uh she wanted the girls that, that are on our YouTube, the wait screen uh, of Jillian and Sally, the cartoon that you drew. She yeah. wanted that on a T-shirt. So we oh. put a little something together for her. So I can't wait for her to be rocking some Magnolia Street merch and sale. <laughs> yeah, speaking of which, we're gonna have like a gang yeah. sporting the Magnolia Street merch, guys. We're gonna be in Salem, Massachusetts. Again, as a reminder, we are gonna be there the 11th through the 15th, and we are hosting a Midnight Margaritas meetup on Friday the 13th from 9 to midnight. We will have have exclusive merch for this event a season one poster and t-shirt will be available for purchase and we would be happy to sign these at the event uh, the purchase link for these is live but keep a lookout for all the other information pertaining to the venue that can be found at our event bright link we have a video of the poster over on our instagram if you want to check that out and i can't wait to order my t-shirt i'm going to be wearing with my pleather pants and <laughs> These are going to only be available through November 1st. Mm -hmm. They're going into the vaults. They're going away. Into the yeah. arc. Bye-bye. Okay. Yeah. So be sure to RSVP, please, at our Eventbrite link, which you can find um, the updates about the location. And this link is going to be in our show notes. And it's also in our Koji link over on our Instagram bio. And space is limited. So please let us know as soon as possible. Yeah. So that's pretty much everything coming at you this month. We hope you guys are enjoying this like two month long Jimmy spectacle. <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Just so much more to come. To be talked about, right? He just wants to be talked about. He's like, yeah. when is it my turn? And it's like, oh, you want your turn? Here. You got whole two months full of stuff. <laughs> Selfish bastard. Now shut oh. up. <laughs> Anything else? I think that's all for today. I um, love it. I yes. love this song. This, this one's so much fun to play. So <laughs> Go yeah. check it out on our Patreon. We will see you next week. New episodes every Friday here on Magnolia Street. I'm Christina. I'm Justina. And we'll see you next time. We'll see you next time. Did I do that right? I don't know. Who cares? Oh. All right. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye. You're so cute. <sighs> At that house down the street. At that house on Magnolia Street. Would you go down to Magnolia Street with the wisteria girl? I just want to say like the difference between like your beautiful pink room and your like golden skin and then I'm like here in the closet. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> gremlin. Your your warm wood. Warm wood. Warm wood. But I did wear like a nice burnt orange top for Halloween. So there you go. You look very autumn today. Thank you. Okay, here we go.